and hey there. Do you have a selection of must-try over-the-counter drugs? How about your top-ranked golf clubs? What are your favorite lunch spots to eat lunch at to house burgers? This is the Top 5 Podcast, where nothing is off-limits and everything's wrong, even when we think we're right. I'm your host, Zach Rancourt, and with me, as always, is... Tom Lockhart. <laughs> hey, Tom, how's it going? Uh, good, just housing some burgers over here. Just housing some burgers, don't tell anybody. <laughs> we were off-air talking about I Think You Should Leave. Is It is a Netflix show of sketch comedy, and it is so freaking funny. Um, I, I think it's relatable all the time, and it's still a hidden gem. Um, but yes, love it, love it, love it. Um, I also really love this guy, and he is... Eric Shane, are you talking? Was that my intro? That, that you was your me? intro, man. Wow. Yeah, right. we got lots Thanks, of love. Lots of love on this podcast. Hey, how about it? I know it's uh, L for love. L for love. It's not L for love. <laughs> I watched that movie recently too, Dodgeball, which is so quite good. a good one. But um, you know, uh, love. It reminds me of something. Valentine's Day, right? So February February fourteenth, two thousand five. It actually was not only the sexiest Valentine's Day in history. It was also when the world was gifted with this great internet site used for obscure video searches. Do you want to see a, a dog riding a unicycle? Perhaps a grown man singing a Whitney Houston song, or even, and I think Eric could do really well with this, and even an oral history of the battle for Helm's Deep. Well, mm-hmm. YouTube was a global phenomenon that only has grown in the past 18 years. From shorts to full-on actual movies, YouTube has become a site filled with amazing content and amazing content creators. But how do we pick the best? Well, here we're going to discuss our top five YouTube channels. To enhance discussion, we didn't share our lists with each other, and we are by no means experts. So gentlemen, YouTube is amazing. Everyone knows it. I mean, I would wager everyone on the planet knows it for the most part. But there's a fun little fact that I found on on Wikipedia, and so I'm going to read it verbatim. So it was founded by Chad Hurley, Steve Chen, and uh, Jawad Kareem. And the the cool thing about it is uh, Kareem said the inspiration for YouTube first came from Super Bowl uh, 39, 38, uh, the halftime show controversy when Janet Jackson's breast was briefly exposed by Justin Timberlake during the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers that. It was pretty uh, awesome and hilarious. Uh, Kareem could not easily find video clips of the incident and the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami online, uh, which led to the idea of a video sharing site. Hurley and Chen said that the original idea for YouTube was a video version of an online dating service and had been influenced by the website Hot or Not. You guys remember Hot or Not? Oh, yeah. yeah I do remember It was Hot very or not. weird. <laughs> They created posts on Craigslist asking attractive women to upload videos of themselves to YouTube in exchange for a $100 reward. Difficulty in finding enough dating videos led to a change of plans with the site's founders deciding to accept uploads of any video. So what started as a as a dating site failed and turned into probably the coolest website in the past like 20 years. That is that's quite that's quite the story there. It really so, is. Um, I mean, perverts to to be had, you know, they wanted to see Janet Jackson boob and then they wanted to date, but they ended up creating YouTube. So it is what it is. So Um, boobs created YouTube. (laughs) Boobs boobs created created boob tube. (laughs) Exactly. Boobs created the boob tube. So, yeah, um, to get us started, uh, Tom, what's your first YouTube channel you like? Well, first off, I want to tell you that uh, I did put my picture on Hot or Not, and I believe I had a 7.2, but that was that was Tom 80 pounds ago, so <laughs> so that might have risen, you know, because as you get bigger, <laughs> people like you more. It, it, that's, yeah. it just makes sense. Uh, my first one is actually pretty easy because it's also, it was also on my top five podcast list. 
um, kind of. Uh, and that is the McElroy family slash Polygon. I'm, I'll tell you why they're together. Okay, so the guys from My Brother, my brother and Me, my favorite podcast, um, they, two of them, Justin and Griffin, worked for, or were co-founders and worked at the, uh, the gaming site Polygon. And they did a lot of video stuff there that they have now transitioned to their family since they have so many podcasts and they do podcasts full time now. It's all on their family site, too. But I don't know if they've done all of it. But some of these are gems uh, such as Monster Factory. Let me tell you what Monster Factory is. They take video games that have create character creators and they try to break it, basically. <laughs> and they just make monsters. And it's hilarious just having them do the sliders and kind of make monsters in every game, whether it's Dark Souls or Skyrim. Or the latest one is uh, Chimera Land is apparently a game that's out there where you can make, like, shark people. And they made a shark person. And he is awesome he's got these he's got drooping eyes and he's got these crazy fins coming out of everywhere everyone should go watch it um one of the other ones is touch the skyrim touch the skyrim is kind of similar to monster factory but instead it's all about breaking skyrim and that is griffin plays the game and then a guy named nick that i can't remember his last name just kind of watches him play but every week he adds in new uh, add-ons every every week, just piling them into the game until the game is no longer playable. That is the goal. And they do a couple different seasons of this where they start over with new characters. Um, Bone Dog and Susan Crushbone. Those are some good seasons um, where you get to see Susan Crushbones have her way with Batman, like sexy time, like full on having sex because that's a mod you can get for skyrim <laughs> where people are doggy style in it oh, and boy. it is great um yeah so that is my one of my number one is the mcelroy family the mcelroy family I'm, I'm looking it up as as we speak uh to see what it's called i searched polygon but that's a different channel so it's the yeah McElroy that, that's family. where they started because they worked there mm, okay yeah i see it now that's pretty awesome uh, you you did some great research. I take it you are a YouTube fan, Tom. Uh, I I that's basically my entire day is just listening slash watching to YouTube videos while I work. It's like all eight hours of my shift. <laughs> nice. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're working too. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the easy part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I have not listened to the Paul Blart one, but I know that you love that podcast. It's but so good. Yeah, um, I can imagine that this would be a good channel then. And I love Skyrim as a video game, and so I love all the mods that are involved with it. So I'd be a sucker for anything like that. So pretty cool. Well, I see, I see like, the Monster Factory one right now. Yeah, great uh, mod for Skyrim is all the trees are hands. So it's just giant hands coming out of the ground with their fingers just up in the air, just looking all weird. <laughs> See, I used the practical ones that were like you you uh, you get um, all the Lord of the Rings swords in it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. hell yeah, I want that. So that was really <laughs> cool. But yeah, no nudity. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a perv or anything like that. So. Well, they didn't go full nudity. They could have. But since it was a video that had to go on YouTube, they did not go full nudity. Just, you know, people down to their underwear. 
because there is a mod where you can use a shout to take all of someone's clothes off, no matter who they are in the game. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's clothing rend. That's ridiculous. Uh, Eric, do you do you know anything about this McIntyre family channel? I have come across some of the weird Skyrim ones that he's talking about where you just keep stacking mods on there until you break the game. And that is the point. <laughs> I have seen those videos before. I don't watch them on a routine basis, but I have seen at least a couple. So cool. Yeah. Some I mean, Reddit is is pretty notorious for this of just posting mods and stuff. And it's awesome. And I, I, yeah. I I'm here for it because that game is still like re-released like six, six or seven times now. And it's, it's still a gem. Yeah. You like YouTube, but you also like to read, go to Reddit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. And if you want to get in arguments with it, with strangers, stay on Reddit. Cause it's there awesome. Um, Eric, what's your first YouTube channel? Well, my first YouTube channel is not YouTube exclusive, so it's a little tricky on that, but I say critical role. Um, they got their start. Uh, as a channel on Twitch, they um, they actually got it on a different uh, nerd channel. And I can't remember off the top of my head. I had it up on top. I didn't write it down because like I'll totally remember. But um, uh, oh, Geek and Sundry. That's what it was. Geek and yeah. Sundry. And Geek and Sundry is still uh, very active. They began as a D&D streaming show on Geek and Sundry that was on Twitch. And they were put it over to the YouTube channel. And uh they got big. They were the biggest show on Geek and Sundry. Uh, those videos uh, got more likes, more views than anything else that ever did. And they got to the point that they broke off and became their own channel. And then they ended up forming their own company. And now they've got a huge uh, production company out of the deal. That's so and cool. it is very cool. It's very, very cool. Now, these people are they're in the entertainment business. They're voice actors. They are, you know, they all have credits to their name. They're all very successful in their business. So they know what they're doing, but they never expected in a million years to actually have, you know, play their play their weekly D&D game and turn it into a business that they would all do. This is not something that they planned on. But the reason I mentioned is because uh, that's what turned me on to D&D is channels like Critical Role and a few others. They just happen to be, in my opinion, in, for me, the best. I, I I just enjoy them the most. I think a lot of there's a lot of others out there. Dimension Twenty and things like that that people would argue about. Um, uh, Dice camera actions, another one. Critical Role has a special place in my heart. It's really what turned me on to D and D, and um, I, I definitely mention it now because that uh, things like that might be dying because. Wizards of the Coast decided to change their licensing recently. It's oh, a huge, no. yeah, it's a huge thing. Like within the last couple of weeks, it's a big, 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 big thing in the community right now. So shows like Critical Role and Dice Camera Action and these others that have used d and I guess on their, their call, they're just like, you know what? We're not making enough money off of our brand. So we're going to start charging more money for it. And it's like, well, these channels never would have became what they became had they done it before. And, you know, the reason D and D is as big as it is, it's gotten so huge over the last seven years, seven, eight years is because of content creators like you see on critical role and around the, the internet uh, taking that and just going crazy with it. And they're just, I, I don't know. I know that I don't blame any company for trying to protect their brand and, and make a buck and, try to squeeze every i get it but you also got to understand where your bread is buttered and 
you're not as creative as the community at large. You're just not. Um, so anyway, Critical Role is still amazing. If they do a, an offshoot and create their own specific game specific to their channel, they're still they're still going to be impactful. They're still entertaining. I would go watch them. I would recommend them to anyone who's interested in D and D at all. Go watch it. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, if I'm I'm not as into D and D as you guys are, but um, I mean, I would just like anything that I'm not familiar with, I would familiarize myself with it via YouTube. So going to Geek and Sundry or going to Critical Role and just starting from the basics and just learning and being Absolutely. like, holy shit, you know, like that's that's the beauty of YouTube is you can learn about mundane things or you could learn how to change a tire or learn how to bake a cake. And it's so cool because there's there's a niche for every every topic you can think of. And mm -hmm. like the D&D content, especially if there's good production value. I mean, Critical yeah. Role, like you said, they're entertainers and they're voice actors. So they they know how to put out good content. And that's that is awesome. Right. And they all came up and came out and came up. They entered into the business right as YouTube was becoming a thing. So yeah. this uh self-published video content was kind of a, I mean, not really a new thing because people have been doing it forever, but it had never been when they first came out, these actors, it had never been as big. The potential was just all brand new with YouTube and YouTube really became the platform for these folks to have a chance to really get out there and make something of themselves and do it all on their own self-publish. So uh, yeah, uh, great point. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. So critical role is my number one. Cool. Okay. Uh, so for my number one, and I'll just kind of give you guys a heads up. Most of my stuff is movie related. Surprise, surprise. Um, I am a fan of, of movie films and I love reviewing them and breaking them down and hearing about stuff. And so this first one is one that I stumbled upon a few years ago and it helps with breakdowns, reviews, theories, and spoilers. And it is titled Heavy Spoilers. Uh, the host, his name is Kevin. I don't know his last name, but um, he is this British guy who's kind of monotone, but he's funny, but he's kind of like deadpan funny. Um, he does such a fantastic job with his ending explained videos, um, his breakdown videos, uh, you know, perfect ending stuff. And he's he's great. He does all the content that I want to like Rick and Morty. He does ones for all of the Andor episodes, the boys, any trailer that comes out. He breaks down a trailer, like all the clues that you might have missed. So like he has a Super Mario Brothers movie official trailer breakdown. It's a 17 minute video where he's like, and if you look in the background right here, you know, that, that looks like Diddy Kong's car. So there could be Diddy Kong in this. So it gets you excited for a movie. And so, you know, he lets you know, like there's there's obviously in, in the names and the or the the ideas in the, in the title, heavy spoilers. If you want something spoiled, go watch it. Otherwise, you know, um, don't watch his channel if you don't want things ruined. So. I love the shit out of it and I use it for when I um, have seen something and I'm trying to wrap my head around kind of what happened. He does a very good job of presenting videos for me. Like I just watched the menu and I won't say anything about it, but I think everyone should watch it because it was incredible. And he did a breakdown video that I was like, oh, yeah, I like this a lot. It helped me uh, kind of grasp things a little bit better. So, um, yeah, heavy spoilers is, is awesome. 
Uh, I will be writing that one down and probably start watching it tomorrow at work. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's right up your alley, Tom. Um, he, he does a really good job. And he always he, he calls people chumps. He's like, so do the, the chump and his House of the Dragon breakdowns were excellent, too, because someone who didn't read the books, like he does his research. Um, he, he, he dives deep into that and he knows a lot of the, you know, he doesn't just go into it willy nilly. I mean, he's not right for every single thing. I mean, he gets what he can from the internet but um he has theories about like when i was watching house of the dragon about where the episodes might go what the next season will uh, play out as and he he validates a lot of the ideas that i have in my head so it's 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 very nice um he actually uh, liked one of my tweets one time when i responded to one of his tweets so i feel very famous for that so popular (laughs) it was just a very easy uh (laughs) reply and he liked it so yeah heavy spoilers it is great if you like film, movies, comic books, whatever. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Tom, what's your two? Well, I will stick in the movie family and go with Red Letter Media, which is nice. something that I I actually had not started listening to until the last like year, and now I watch it like all the time. And the they review movies, but they do other things like Best of the Worst, which is <laughs> yeah. my favorite on there because they they pick out bad movies. Sometimes they play games to pick out the bad movies like uh, what is it? Uh, they play Junko, which is just Jenga, but with VHS tapes. And it will be VHS types that could be movies, they could be infomercials, they could be like training videos for police, like all these stupid things from like the 80s and 90s. And the whoever wins, you have to watch all the tapes that they took out. And it is just a big <laughs> pile of awful and I love awful movies. So that's my favorite. And they have uh, every once in a while, they have like famous people. Like all of a sudden I was watching and Macaulay Culkin was just in there, like watching bad movies with these guys. And I'm like, where the hell did Macaulay Culkin come from? Or like uh, Jack Quaid's that in an episode is just like, Hey, you're from the boys. Uh, <laughs> and then they also do regular, just movie reviews and, and the guys in it are just funny. I just find them funny. They're very deadpan with their, their, their humor where they'll just like say something. There'll be silence for like 10 seconds while they just like look at each other. Ugh, awkwardness makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Half in the bag is, is good, uh, that they do, yeah. but I think it's, it's funny too. Yeah. Because best of the worst is like right up your alley. You love terrible movies and you love when people riff on them. And so it's, they're like fun videos. They're long. I mean, all their videos are like an hour to two hours, but it's nice to just have in the background. Sometimes I'm more of like a has to be under 20 minute type of video guy. But sometimes I've been caught with my pants down watching like an hour and a half video. And I'm like, damn, dude, I can't believe I watched that entire thing. Um, and so, yeah, they're they're pretty awesome and very insightful. I've, I've definitely I subscribe to Red Letter Media, actually. So that's yeah, that's a good choice. I do hour long videos on the reg. Like I need things to get through those hours at work. (laughs) Always. I always have something in the background just playing to my ears. I might not even know if I, if I'm actually like retaining any of it though. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's pretty excellent. Red letter media. I dig it. Eric, have you heard of that? Uh, No, no, I haven't. The best of the worst uh, stuff is probably is probably my favorite. Honestly, I think it's mm-hmm. it's just fun. Like they did the garbage pail kids movie mm. and uh, <laughs> Creep Show Two, which I don't know if you've seen Creep Show Two. It is awful. It is uh, absolutely awful. But 
one of my favorite videos that they watched was they watched a police video about recognizing Satanism. Oh boy. <laughs> and it was just like hilarious just how set up it was. Like they'd be like, and here you see a, a pentagram in the uh, in the park right on the street. There's been Satanists here. And it's like, oh, what boy. are you talking about? You put that on there, you idiot. <laughs> oh, so Unreal. Good. Love it. Eric, what is your number two? Well, uh, she is a reactor. Uh, I, I do occasionally watch some reaction videos. Uh, there's a quote from Rick and Morty. Uh, I think uh, R- uh, Morty was saying about that. Why can't I ever pick a, or this is lame. I don't, I don't want to watch this. And Rick's like, you watch YouTube of people reacting to fucking YouTube. I think I'll decide when we're too meta. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, occasionally I like to react, uh, react videos and uh, Vicuña, uh, Vicuña is her name. She's only got 142,000 subscribers, which is, uh, you know, a lot more than me, but she is a movie reactor who I swear she must have been living under a rock to <laughs> have never seen these movies. I don't know her whole, like her, you know, her personal history. I wouldn't want to know. It's just weird how, I don't know. She's reacting to some of these movies that are like, how in God's name, maybe it's because she's so young that she's just missed so much. And it's just going back and see, but the reason I like her is because her reactions are very obviously genuine. Her emotions are so raw. She cries real easy. It's really, really something to see. Um, you can tell she's really reacting. Or she's just an incredible actress with incredible control of her emotions. Like, wow. Uh, but she, more than likely, she was really, really sheltered <laughs> and emotional uh, younger person. Anyway, uh, I I think it's really quite something. I enjoy reaction videos. I don't know how you guys feel, but if you ever watch react videos, you kind of mentioned it just now. Reviews are sort of like react videos. They just don't happen in, in real time, right? Yeah, th- I've seen some gems here and there. I've never sat and watched an entire reaction video, but um, I like it. And, you know, they remind me of um, Mystery Science Theater 3000, where we're watching people watch movies and Sometimes it's just like the commentary is fun because we've all had those friends when we were watching a movie, right? Or like you you think of something funny and you're like, oh, my God, is, is this serious? Are they really doing this? So it's yeah. kind of cool to see the validation that someone else is thinking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I do listen to uh, a couple people who react. It, you just got to find the people that you like. There's some people who are very like they over exaggerate. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it's just like, that's not how you were going to react. Come on. No. Yeah. <laughs> You're just yeah. trying to go up for the camp. Like just you could tell you know, who's playing it up. And yeah, you could tell who's having a genuine like like I just watched a video she posted the other day of uh, Django. She never seen Django and Jane. Oh yeah, because when that came out, she must have been in like middle school. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no way, no way she should have seen it when she was, you know, fourteen or whatever. But she's seen it, and she like the very first scene she's watched. She's looking at like his raw around the ankles and seeing the seeing his wife whipped, and she's just like she bursts into tears. She's like, "This is horrible. I can't like it's so I know this happened." But it's like it's just horrible to see it, and it's just the way they shot it is just so makes so visceral, so real. You can feel it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly the reaction Tarantino was going for when he made those shots. And exactly, um, you really you really see it. I'd be interested to see 
a reaction to the reaction from Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> he would go off on some diatribe about like old Hollywood or you know Japanese he's, filmmaking. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved him. He's, he's an old film nerd. Oh, for, absolutely. From, from way on back. So. Cool. Vacuña. Yeah, see she's it. yeah, she's great. And he, and really, there are a lot of reactors out there that you should take a look at. There's just fun. It's, it's always fun to see people react to your pet thing for the first time, the thing you mm-hmm. enjoy, you know, the thing that you really nerd out about the esoteric thing that you geek out about. And you see somebody react to it for the first time, the red wedding, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. game of Thrones, <laughs> red wedding reactions on YouTube are great. Phenomenal. <laughs> Cause what, what happens? People freak the hell out, right? That's fun. It is. And it's fun to watch. Yes. Okay. Very cool. So my second one is I uh, it's a great channel that I discovered just randomly because of the algorithm of YouTube, you know, after you watch movie channels or whatever your topic is, it starts to suggest ones for you. And I stumbled upon this one that is pretty popular. It has one point three three million subscribers. Um, It's called Studio Binder. Uh, It is a it is a British man who narrates it. The production value is fantastic. And what it does is it's a companion to learn about film. Um, and I'm talking not not just how to analyze film, it's learning about subverting film genres, learning about how they shot Top Gun Maverick, what is an epilogue, the art of the close-up, what is diegetic sound, uh, mirrors in horror movies, cinematic lighting, that kind of stuff, production design, film blocking, uh, filmmaking techniques for visual contrast. It's so good. And I find myself going on deep dives. Like this is probably the channel I watch the most because I'm such a diehard film fan and, you know, like having the podcast and stuff, I definitely am not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but this helps me feel better about understanding what I'm trying to convey because like I can learn what is a protagonist. I know what a protagonist is, but I don't know how to describe it to someone. Or there was a fantastic video he did where, it was or hit the company, I should say, did that was what is what is irony in filmmaking. And so they give you examples and break it down. And it's it's just it's so easy to comprehend because of the pacing of the video, the visualizations that they have in it, uh, the representation they have in it. And it's and, and just how they explain it to you. It's they explain it to you like you're five sort of thing. It's very well done. And I love the shit out of it. So yeah, Studio Binder, if, if anyone's ever interested in just deep diving into how to make films. Yeah, it's it's very well done. Well, I just wrote it down because I will be watching that too. I need lots of new content. <laughs> oh, Studio Binder is fantastic. I, I, I watch it so much. It always pops up on my feed. And I mean, it's incredible. There's like an eight part series on advanced film filmmaking, but you can just get like here. Here's a video you'd love. Home Alone is a remake of Die Hard. All the facts. So they go into it and it's a big breakdown on why uh, Home Alone is just a Die Hard remake. And I think that is brilliant. (laughs) I mean, like, come on. How can you not? How can you not smile watching that video? That's pretty great. Right. So, yeah, it's it's great. Um, I mean, like, what's a MacGuffin? Like, do you guys know what a MacGuffin is? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, great. Well, yeah, so <laughs> it, it, I also know what a MacGuffin is, but this goes into more of like a history and, and how you execute it well on a film, and it gives you examples from from real popular films, and it always makes me want to go back and rewatch movies and be like, oh, my gosh, okay, I get that now. I see that now. That's so brilliant. Or denouement. Like, do you know what denouement is? Nope. Not off the top of my head. 
it's uh, in writing, it's the conclusion to a story. Um, so it's not the epilogue, but it's the nice packaging it up into a bow kind of ending of a story. And so the denouement is something that you do when you write and you end a story in a certain way. It's not just an abrupt Sopranos ending where it cuts off sort of thing. If that makes any sense. Got so, it. yeah, again, all this stuff I learned by watching this channel and it is fantastic. Love the shit out of it. I, as I'm uh, as I'm looking at the list, I'm like, oh, I need to watch this one, too. I also need to watch this one because I didn't watch that one yet. So, yeah. <laughs> and that is all I have to say about Studio Binder. Fair enough. Well, then I guess we'll move right back to me. Uh, and this next one is actually I left it off of my top five podcasts because I never actually listen to the podcast. I always watch it on YouTube. And I'm glad we're coming up with this because now I can talk about your mom's house, um, <laughs> which is, uh, well, there it, it's multiple shows. The two big ones are your mom's house, which is Tom Segura and Christina Pasitsky, which they're a husband, wife, and they're both comedians. Um, they're both hilarious. Uh, and then there's two bears, one cave, which is also Tom Segura. And then, Bert Kreischer, who are, they're both comedians and they, for the most part, they just talk, um, on your mom's house. They have a guest every once in a while, but it's usually just the two of them talking and they, uh, well, I, I think that we should redo our top five comedians. Cause I feel like I've changed my list so much. Cause I think Tom <laughs> Segura would actually be on my top five. He's hilarious. Yeah. Um, he's pretty but they, funny. They, they have lots of, uh, interesting, segments on there such as uh cool guys which are just like crazy people on the internet that they just rip on and they play their videos from like tiktok and they and it's just they rip into them and they have uh like oil paintings all around in their studio of these cool guys <laughs> that they always just go back and watch their video it's great um and then they have this long-running joke about garth brooks being a serial killer because <laughs> <laughs> all of his social media videos are so awkward and he has like this awkwardness about him and they've built like a mythos behind garth brooks being a serial killer <laughs> and uh i was actually just watching a video today where they had one of the guys from the crew went to the Garth Brooks concert and he held up a sign that said, Garth, we love you. And when they like scanned the audience and they stopped on it and put it on the jumbotron, they dropped it. And a second sign was behind it that said, Garth, where are the bodies? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, that's beautiful at a Garth Brooks concert, just like messing with him. And if you go on Garth Brooks's like Facebook page, there will be people who say catchphrases from your mom's house in there that Garth Brooks wouldn't have any clue what it means. But everyone who watches the show knows what it means. Um, but yeah, it's it's just hours and hours of fun listening to that. They have great guests too. They had Quentin Tarantino just like a week or two ago. Man, I love Tarantino on when he whenever he jumps on a podcast or a YouTube channel, he's just so insightful. Did you remember when Garth Brooks was Chris Gaines? He did that whole like fictional, <laughs> like you know, persona of Chris Gaines. I mean, that just adds fuel to the fire that he's a serial killer. Like, what the hell is going on with that? It's just he, so weird. Yeah, he's all emo in that, and that was very, very odd. But uh, it was like right on the turn of the millennium. It was in 1999. Um, yeah. Uh, and then two bears, one cave is great too. Uh, recently Tom Segura got Burt Kreischer for his birthday, a Hitler teacup as in 
As in, it was a teacup owned by Hitler. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not like had Hitler on the side. It was, he had drank from that teacup. He had to go through like black market dealers <laughs> with people who might be a little shady. Who knows? Oh but boy. that's what you do when you're a Brett comedian. was so like uncomfortable. Wouldn't it make you un- it, like, the, the whole point was to make him supremely <laughs> uncomfortable. Here you go. You now have you a break cup it? Owned I mean, it costs Hitler. a lot of money. So have fun explaining. <laughs> have fun explaining to everybody how you have a cup owned by Hitler. Oh boy. <laughs> Can't do that to the machine though. He'll he'll do whatever he wants. <laughs> oh, his movie's coming out soon too. Bert Kirchner's or Kreishner? Yeah. Yeah. He has a he has a movie? He has a movie based on his stand up of being the machine. Oh boy. Like he, it's coming out in the next couple months, I think. Oh boy. That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be a hoot. So YMH Studios. Is that what it's called? Your YouTube channel, uh, YMH yeah. Studios? Okay. Yeah, I think that's the the official title. Yeah, I looked it up. So, um, cool beans, Eric. Mm. What's what's your third? I'm gonna go with Smosh. I don't know if you're familiar with Smosh. I have no idea are. what that is. They've got 25 million yeah. subscribers. So if you don't yeah. know who they are, uh, they're a bunch of goobers. They're just a bunch of young goobers. Most of them are actors. Uh, uh, and really, their channel is what the internet was made for. It's just a bunch of creative goobers doing creatively dumb shit. Uh, variety dumb stuff, uh, little game shows that they make up and that they have long running uh, things. Uh, they're, they're, like I said, they have 25 million subscribers. They yeah, are damn. one of those, they're one of those channels that, um, you know, they found a way to monetize it years back. Um, but they, uh, you know, they've had their, their share of, uh, drama over the years as their people have come and gone and it's become a company. It's become a whole thing, but they're still active all the time. They still have content coming out all the time. It's still really funny stuff. And there's, there's ongoing memes that just have to do with these people. It's pretty funny. They're, they're, um, their funeral roasts of each other is great. Uh, they have so many classic Smosh uh, skits that you should go. They don't really skits, but like little games that you can go play. Um, that I, it, it's really hard to describe Smosh. It's just Smosh. <laughs> like if you know, you know. They're just they're just goobers. Just go it, watch yeah, Smosh. It, it's kind of similar to like College Humor or mm. yeah. Um, what's the other one? There's another one, but yeah, where it's just like a bunch of funny people that just kind of do some things. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now, and they have things like Scooby Doo reunion, and uh, what else is on there? We fix Subway, uh, the Magic School Bus reunion, and they're all dressed as characters. So yeah, it looks pretty funny actually. Like I could probably get down with it. It is, it is funny. It's like a little like getting into it now, but that's okay. They're still really fun. So. They got a lot. Of, they got a lot of interesting stuff out there. If I find a really funny one, I'll send it your way. That's crazy. Yeah, I've never heard of Smosh, um, but I, I looked at it now. You're right. Twenty five million subscribers. Holy yeah, buckets. yeah. They've they've had live shows. Wow. They put on live shows where people come see them. Cool. You know, live, I, yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> that yeah, is been, uh, that is really excellent. They've been around for quite a little bit now. So. Yep. So anyway, Smosh. That's my number three. Well, I like to laugh, and I know that you like to laugh, so that sounds great. Um, so my third one is, can you guys guess what category I'm going to pick? Movie? Um, yeah. Murder. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, because I love I love true crime so much. 
Um, yeah, so I uh, love this, and, and it's it's cool. So this channel is called Cinefix. Uh, they started a few years back, uh, and basically Clint Gage is the host, and then his team um, has you know grew over the years. They got so popular that they got absorbed by IGN, actually. And so now they are called Cinefix IGN Movies and TV. Um, their content has dipped a little bit and their videos aren't as frequent. But again, th this is a channel, aside from the fact that Clint Gage has such an amazing uh, narration voice, this is a channel that helps break down and discuss what I love about film. And basically their top 10 lists are, 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 are king. Um, they do a very, very good job with it. So like top 10 movies of 2022. And they give you all these examples in different genres and go into what, you know, like I was talking about, like the denouement of this movie. They're like, we could pick this movie for this or this movie for this or this for this reason. But our pick is, you know, and it, it, it introduces me a lot more to, to other film or to indie dramas or indie films in general because they love independent cinema. And so I think it's just it's brilliant. Um, I mean. I love independent cinema, cinema as well. I love uh, foreign uh, cinema. And so, yeah, international film, I should call it. But um, great channel, lots of awesome videos. Um, and I would recommend if you get into them, check into some of their old stuff. Um, Things You Didn't Know is great. So it's usually like, you know, 10 minute video about seven things you didn't know about a certain movie. They also have uh, videos called What's the Difference, where they... Uh, break down the differences between a book and a film. So one of the persons like the book, a book expert, the other is the film expert, and they talk about it. And they go through the movie and pretty much discuss the big changes throughout the the film. Um, and it's it's pretty excellent. So yeah, the what's the difference is, is great for those um, love the hell out of it. And can't talk enough about it. Cinefix. It is fantastic. I've seen it. It's really good. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad you've seen it then. Good. Yeah, because they I'm, they got a lot more popular over <clears throat> when they transitioned to um, IGN when they got bought by IGN. But like good for them. You know, they their older stuff was good, too. Like they had 8-bit cinema and that was pretty solid. Um, but their yeah, their top five, top 10 lists are just so great. Like five brilliant moments of horror, five, you know, uh, drama movies of all time best five drama movies of all time that kind of stuff it's just very good cool 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 okay i dig tom number four well i'm finally getting to a cooking one it's my only cooking one um i watch me and my wife watch several different ones but my favorite one is joshua weissman i actually own his cookbook um he is the funniest of the people who cook. Like it, that's that's the problem with most cooking channels is they're just not very like exciting or funny or like sure they can tell you how to cook something, but I need a little little extra here. Um, <laughs> most of the things he does, so there's three of the main things he does is but better where he will take a item from uh, like a fast food place. He'll go buy it. He'll bring it back uh, and then he'll make it, but better. Um, there's, but cheaper where he'll just basically show you how to make like, you know, what was the latest one was like $20 for a week's worth of like meals like that still look tasty. Um, and then, but faster where he sends one of his crew, like they order the food and his crew member goes and picks it up and he has to get it 
the better version made before he gets back with it. That's amazing. So, so he just tries to beat going and getting a food and bringing it home to show that you can make food a lot quicker than you think. It does. It's not going to take you like six hours to make a delicious like pasta dish. Like that's like a 20 minute process. So, so yeah, Joshua Weissman is my favorite. Oh I man, I food. just subscribed to him just now from that description alone. He, <laughs> he pops up because I'll watch other cooking channels and he pops up on mine and I've seen some of his um, and they're really good. I, I didn't know he did a butt cheaper series though. And I'm looking at some of them like yeah. $3 Philly cheesesteak, $4 mm-hmm. fish and chips, $2 sub sandwich. Like this is incredible. And you so absolutely have my undivided attention. Yeah. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Um, <laughs> and, and I've seen a lot of his, uh, his mine's better video or butt better videos. So he'll do like a crunch wrap Supreme. Like that one was pretty uh-huh. good. Um, some of them, you know, they don't actually look that much better than what he makes. And has he ever admitted that he's like, Oh, this isn't that much. Uh, It happens where there's been a couple where he actually afterwards is like, I, I, this is better than mine. Like, cause there's some things that are just, they're better. I can't remember what they were, but usually it's like something that's really high quality to begin with. And he just couldn't improve on what they got going. Um, And then he'll, a lot of the time he'll be like, this isn't bad, like for what it is, but you can make it cheaper and better at home by making your own sauce and making your own like buns for a burger. Like he, he shows you how easy it is to really make a bun. You don't like, it's, it's not that much guys <laughs> besides, mm. you know, having to let it rise. That's the worst part about making bread. I don't so. want to let anything rise. You gotta give it eight hours to rise. I want to eat right now. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's cool that he has that many subscribers too. Um, and I, I've definitely uh, seen some of his videos. Um, I didn't realize that he was that popular though. Very cool, mm-hmm. Joshua. Outstanding, Weissman. man. Thank you for sharing. That's a really cool one. I will go through his entire catalog because <laughs> we are eating cheap for a couple of weeks here. There you go. <laughs> well, and yeah, you're gonna be super hungry when you're done watching it. Yeah, they're they're real good recipes too. I made quite a few of them. Uh, what was it? The uh, English muffins. I made those. Whatever. It's like an English muffin sandwich, and I mm. like made at home English muffins. Something <laughs> nice. I never thought I would be able to do. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Eric, All what right. is your fourth? Well, speaking of food, there was a few that I follow that I watch pretty uh, religiously. Obviously, binging with Babish. I'm a huge fan of binging with Babish. Yeah. All the basics. I love binging with Babish. He's so good. Um, I really want to buy, he's got a, like a whole store where you can mm-hmm. get it on Amazon and it's actually really affordable. Yeah. Uh, if you, and some good quality stuff, really affordable. He's, he's awesome. I also really love sip and feast. He makes perfect homemade Italian food. Ooh. It's so, uh, it's, ugh, so good. Uh, but the one I'm going to mention is someone I've mentioned on this channel a couple times. Cowboy Kent Rollins. Yeah. He's got almost two and a half million subscribers. Uh, and it's just because there's just something about cowboy cooking. It just warms the soul. Um, I, like I said, I've mentioned him before, but uh, he is a genuine camp cook with a chuck wagon for, uh, and he cooks for the Cowboys, which, you know, for those of you who don't watch Yellowstone, uh, yes. <laughs> Me. Uh, yeah. Yes. I uh, watch it. Cowboy so is still very much a real profession. It's still a thing. Uh, and those folks who whose lives revolve around cattle herds, they got a tough job to do and they got to eat. And there's no punching in and clocking out nine to five style. When they're out there, they're out there. And so sometimes you got to sit out there for a bit and bring the old chuck wagon out there. And um, 
it's some old timey knowledge. So Kent comes from a long line of cookies is what they were called cookies. You know, camp cook cookies. So his dad, grandpa, great grandpa back, uh, back in the old West. That's, that's how far back his line goes, uh, cooking for cowboys. So, uh, he's captured a lot of this knowledge on YouTube as well as with his cookbooks that he's put out there that have some of that old timey, old West knowledge, that old cowboy camp cooking knowledge. Uh, and he showcases so much of it on his show. And the uh, really a lot of this stuff is just, he's got so many great simple recipes that he just delivers in sort of a down home, wholesome way that it, it's guaranteed to fill you up. All of the stuff is really easy and it'll just make you go, huh? A, I'm really hungry, and B, I could totally make that. <laughs> so any of his beans recipes, I've made those. Um, steak, uh, a few few of the other stuff. He's got this great big he, – he, he swears by cast iron, first of all. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. right now. Swears by cast iron. And he's got this great big camp stove, Bertha, that that's a little much. I don't think – you know that's not an investment that I'm going to make anytime soon. Maybe, maybe Tom would, but uh, yeah. yeah. He's a he's a, he's got great food on there. Cowboy Kent Rollins. That's uh, one of my favorite cooking channels. Yeah, I just I, I can't keep looking at his videos because it's making me really hungry. It all looks very good. <laughs> it's all it's all pretty basic stuff, honestly. It is, but like it looks delicious. And yeah, I can't keep looking at this because I I am hungry as as I see it. <laughs> yeah, they're they're simple. They're generally simple recipes, but he gives you so much. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it doesn't have a whole lot of that polish that you, you look for now with like Benji with Babish and some of the others, like uh, you just mentioned with uh, what's his name? Um, Joshua Weisman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joshua Weisman. Yeah. <laughs> um, he doesn't have really any of that stuff. He's just very unassuming, but still really, really, really excellent. I recommend him a lot. So, yep. Cowboy Kent Rollins. Yeah. Uh, I love chili too. So like I see he has the chili one there and that just makes me like, uh, Oh yeah. I got shit over that. Yep. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Great channel. I definitely remember you talking about him. Um, so for my fourth one, uh, this is one that I think both of you would just, you, you would die at. You would both just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. So, um, there's a channel called screen rant. Um, and I think you guys might know it, but basically this, this started on screen rant and it was so successful that it branched off and it's its own YouTube channel now. Um, and the host's name is Ryan George. It is hilarious. It is called Pitch Meeting. And so what he does is Ryan plays a writer. So basically he just puts glasses on and then he plays a producer. So it's him interviewing him basically. So shot reverse shot. And he gives a pitch as a writer to the producer for like any movie that's coming out pretty much. He likes to focus on bad ones because he can make fun of them. So even if you like just Google his YouTube channel, the videos are funny because they have all these giant uh, like Google <laughs> eyes on, on, on all their characters of, of like, there's a black Panther Wakanda for everyone. And there's just giant Google eyes. Um, but he, he says what a lot of us are thinking. So like the she Hulk pitch meeting, um, that show was very interesting to me because it's hard because it's a Marvel product. Um, I liked I liked Jennifer Walters as a character, and I really liked the actress that played her. I didn't like the show, though, because I don't like shows that say all men are bad. And that's kind of what they were doing in She-Hulk. But it's such a touchy so- uh, topic that you can't really tiptoe. You, you can't 
take a middle ground with it. You have to either pick one side or the other, but that's the narrative people want. In reality, you can stay middle ground with it. You can be like, I didn't like the show, but it's not because I'm a misogynistic person. I just thought that it was a boring show. Um, and so he, he talks about that. Um, he says it in, he's like, well, we're going to make it really controversial. He's like, Ooh, you can't do that. You can't take an opinion. You have to be on one side or the other. And, um, and so it's, he said exactly what I was thinking for, for she Hulk, but it is so goddamn funny. And he says a lot of the same catchphrases. He's like, I don't know. And they're like, (laughs) they're like, wait a minute. They call out a lot of plot holes in the film. They're like, wait a minute. I thought that you said he couldn't fly anymore. He's like, Hey, shut up now. Um, so, (laughs) or he's like, how did Superman have, uh, you know, use the sun to, to fix him or something like that. I thought that he already had kryptonite lodged in his body. He's like, because movie <laughs> so, <laughs> that's his reason for it. Or he explains any type of like deus ex machina, like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. He goes, mm-hmm. um, he goes, is that going to be hard? He goes, no, it's going to be super easy, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> um, so that's like his, his catchphrase, but God damn, it's funny. So I, I take it. Tom has seen pitch meeting. Uh, uh, yeah, I've seen pitch meeting. Uh, I need to get back. I haven't watched it probably in like six months. Uh, just because it got lost in my algorithm where it doesn't show up anymore. Right. So I, you have reminded me I need to go back because it is hilarious. Ugh. Oh, Eric, have you seen any pitch meeting? No, I have not. You would laugh your ass off. I <sighs> guarantee it. It's 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 so good and it's so well done. Just what he does. He just calls out all like the fallacies in the film. And at the very end, he always throws something like he did. The, the Twilight Saga ones are amazing. Um, so they're talking about it like in the fourth twilight and they're like, yeah, Jacob imprints on, on the baby girl. They're like, wait, that's really weird. He's an adult and he loves this baby. And so as a producer, he's like, I don't feel good about this. And at the end of the thing, it's like twilight bombs or whatever. And it's just, it's so good. It's so funny. So yeah, I would definitely check it out. I will put it on the list. Hell yeah. Thomas, let's hear your fifth. My fifth one is a man who goes by three separate names. Krispy Kreme, Froggy Fresh. <laughs> I know who this is. And his real name, Tyler Cassidy. Okay. So I was actually introduced to this by our friend, Andrew. Um, he We were over at Corey's once and they played a video, which was the baddest, which you might also have seen on Tosh.0 as a celebrity uh, redemption because it was him at the age of like 15 and he raps terribly about how he's the baddest and it's a terrible video where he has like snot running out of his nose at times <laughs> and him and his his dorky friend are like holding guns like they're, they're real badasses. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then I didn't see anything for like two years. And then I just ran across a song called Good Guy Shoes. That freaking song. You sent it to us. Which I love that song so much about like he just got possessed by shoes like Chucky. And it's he he improves his rapping so much from the baddest to that um the there's another song called dunked on where it's just about they're playing a pickup game of basketball and then james gets dunked on and it's the lyrics are great it's just beautiful awkward humor um which he recently like within the past like five years he he did like come out and say that was all a character like i wasn't really that dumb like that was all just like make-believe just uh 
and now he has a, a totally different side where he under his name Tyler Cassidy on YouTube also he does songs where it's just him and a piano and he's actually singing instead of rapping now and he's actually a pretty good singer um he he had a really popular song called Boyfriend um which has like 24 million listens on Spotify um and then he has a couple good songs like uh Louis CK it's a song about Louis CK. It's great. Um, and then speaking of She-Hulk, he has a very recent one called Shake She-Hulk Shake, which is about her shaking her ass. But like, it's like in support of it. Like you, you do that ass shaking. <laughs> and yeah, Ty, uh, he puts out a video like once every three months where he just like, he sees something in the news that he wants to sing about and he'll just put out a video just kind of, it's not like, Every week you get something. It's just like a little gem you get every once in a while. That he's just like, here you go. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, I I recommend you watch every video made by him. <laughs> I I do sing some uh, his uh, his songs every once in a while. I'm always like Krispy Kreme every time I drive by a Krispy Kreme, and I'm like I made out with so many girls. I made out with every girl in the world, and every time I hear Beyonce, I'm like I think you're cute too. <laughs> So, <laughs> it's ridiculous and you're uh, when you sent us this good guy shoe video that good guy shoe video i was like what am i watching <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, some of the best stuff ever i remember i played it over at gordy's once like we were like playing youtube videos and i was like i got one and i put it on and no one in the room reacted to it i was laughing though it was so good oh boy oh yeah <sighs> i don't know anyways that's that's ridiculous <laughs> so okay well eric what is your fifth and final well the thing is is i have so many like <laughs> uh honorable mentions <laughs> yeah that i'm going to uh i am going to say oh, oh sorry that's my phone going crazy probably my wife saying hey come eat dinner you piece of oh, sorry uh i i would mention yep that's exactly what it was too she's <laughs> letting me know the food's ready okay i guess we're about to wrap it up we got to finish this up guys mm-hmm. um Oversimplified does great history content. I love history. I talk about history all the time. I read about history all the time. I love having history questions for my trivias on Thursday nights at Lake Streams Brewing. Tom knows. Tom hates me for it. Um, but Oversimplified is great because they take historical, big historical events, and they ex- explain it pretty well in cartoon form. Hilariously, it is oversimplified, of course. But if you've ever wondered you know, about say the Napoleonic Wars or wondering about the American Revolution or the Civil War and you didn't pay that much attention in school, you know, they've got some pretty great episodes on those that are really take a horrific event and actually kind of make it comical and interesting at the same time. Uh, you learn quite a bit. Oversimplified is one one of my favorite channels on YouTube for that alone. So I like real knowledge, idea. really entertaining. Yeah. Oversimplified. Has a lot of subscribers, yeah. That is, yeah, it uh, does. That's great, man. I, I'm I'm such a fan of of channels like that that can teach you about yeah, just anything, but explaining them longer than just a brief a brief thing. So that's yeah, it would be great. it would be irresponsible to teach it, it precisely like that in school. Sure. 
but I, if I were a history teacher and I were going to teach that subject matter, I actually probably would show that video first and say, okay, we're going to talk about this step-by-step step for the next, you know, eight weeks. So now you have an idea of what we're talking about. Here we go. Let's actually get into it. Right. But like, then so again, I would, I would be fired immediately. They have the American <laughs> Revolution oversimplified. It's a 15 minute video. It has 47 million views. That is... Yeah. Awesome. And especially if you can get a crash course, basically, in on the history of the American Revolution. And that's just part one, mind you. Um, I think yeah. that's fantastic. So like when I went to Paris in April of last year, uh, after I got back from Versailles, I was like, I need to learn more about the French Revolution. And so I went to YouTube yeah. and started watching videos. Uh, I did Crash Course, which is a fantastic if you've ever seen Crash Course history. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. But it does it like this. And I don't know what our affinity for animation is. I think we just retain things better when we see it animated. Sure. And it looks like in Oversimplified, they do some pretty awesome little animations that are kind of keep you, you know, um, intrigued by the whole thing. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to add that to my list as well. Yes, you really, really do. And I would recommend if you want to start with one, I would recommend watching The Pig War. The Pig the War. The Pig War, because it takes place right here, right, oh. right up in the San Juans, where we almost went to war with Britain for the third time in the 1850s right up in the san juans okay the pig war okay. watch it it's incredible it's so good I'll i made keep, i made like uh vicky's dad watch he loved it he thought it was great i that's one of those ones i watched made all of our, our friends watch so yeah anyway so that's my fifth and final awesome okay uh so for my fifth and final i'm actually uh, strain a little bit and it is not a movie youtube channel <gasps> i know what? it's not movie based um i am a creature of learning and i love to learn random weird shit um and i found this channel that has 19.9 million subscribers so it's definitely not little but it's uh kurtzgesagt do you guys know what kurtzgesagt is no, so very hard very hard to pronounce but it's it's kurtzgesagt kurtzgesagt in a nutshell and same thing with the animations. Um, it is just so relatable somehow. It, it works really well. But they do videos on like, is civilization on the brink of collapse? And they give you hypotheticals. They obviously do their research very well. Uh, they talk about traveling to the most extreme places in the world, super volcanoes. Um, they talk about wormholes, what loneliness is, uh, vaccines. That's a great one. What would happen if all the nukes uh, detonated at once? And they talk about fallout and all that. It's it's so well done. So if you haven't had a chance to see Kurtzgesagt, I highly recommend it. I spelled it in there. It's K-U-R-Z-G-E-S-A-G-T. And it is excellent. Um, I love the shit out of it. Wait, let me spell it again. Kurz, so Tom can write it if that's what he's trying to do. Um <laughs> They, they yep, just that's have not, they, that's it, not a word. <laughs> it's just like it's just like oversimplified. Um, they have a lot of excellent topics, you know, like why don't we shoot nuclear waste into space um, for people who've ever thought about that? Uh, why I've thought about that? Why, yeah, why yeah. Don't we shoot it into the sun? <laughs> exactly. Uh, why? <laughs> why plastic is, is is bad? Why plastic pollution is very bad? Um, mm -hmm. What if the Earth got kicked out of the solar system? What would happen if we didn't have any sun? Um, a glimpse into the far future, the last human. I mean, like, it's just fun shit, dude. And it's it's all science and they, they do such a great job with it. So I think I think that's like right up Eric's alley. Oh, yeah. If, if you like 100 So, yeah, I would I would highly recommend subscribing to it. OK. 
Okay, great. So that is the, uh, those are all of our uh, YouTube channels uh, choices. So I'll just run through the lists again really quick. So Thomas has the McElroy family, Red Letter Media, YMH or Your Mom's House Studios, Joshua Weissman and Froggy Fresh Rap. Eric has Geek and Sundry slash Critical Role, Vacunia, Smosh, Cowboy Kent Rollins, and Oversimplified. Zach has Heavy Spoilers, Studio Binder, Cinefix, Pitch Meeting, and Kurtzgesagt. Okay, so yeah, that is how, it, guys. That was how great. We, how did we not include Cinema Sins? I figured you'd bring it up so at least once. I don't like Cinema Sins because it's too cynical. And I'm like, okay. come on, man. Like, not everything is that bad. Um, I like Cinema Wins because it does celebrate. But sometimes Cinema Sins can really slap. Sometimes it's like, okay, that was good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I think that's what they're going for. There's yeah. moments for it. Yeah. I mean, I can talk <laughs> on and on about my favorite. <laughs> say, say the name of the title of the roll credits. Yeah. I know. It's <laughs> like, some of them, they're like, okay, yeah, that's that's spot on. Ding but... them for narration. <laughs> ding them for exposition. <laughs> ding them for Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's like, if they didn't, like, if it if it was completely without sin, you wouldn't have much of a movie. Right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Try to make a sinless movie. You don't have much of a movie. So, Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, that's a good one. There are plenty of movie ones I, I could have in- yeah. included, but it was just hard. I had to I had to leave some yep. of them off for I sure. I hear you, man. I hear you. So, cool. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5, at ZachDale60, at TomTop5, at SnackBurglar, and that is it. I always mess that up. You can give us ideas there. You can tell us if we're crazy, or you can even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Thank you. And remember, it's okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. I go on YouTube just to watch a music video, and five hours later, there I am watching a tutorial on how to talk to a giraffe. I mean, that's, that sounds yeah. about right. That's, uh, that's about right, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. I mean, just, just change the animal sometimes, but yep. yeah, that's Boy. pretty much where you end. Why not? All right, later, guys. See ya. Bye.